0: And welcome to Good Film Punching, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk with family and friends about favorite movies. So today we have a very special guest and a very special movie, and I will let Eleanor introduce.
1: So our guest today is Margaret Healy, and this is very exciting um, because as you might have heard on our last podcast, I tend to like, force people to be the podcast guests, and Annie usually takes a back seat, but this time she was very aggressive in getting a guest, and so maybe this is not the best terminology to use, but Margaret, (laughs) tell us about yourself. How do you and Annie know each other? Um, What do you do? Where are you from? What do you like?
2: Oh, all right. Well, I teach with Anne. We teach fifth grade (laughs) at Immaculate Conception St. Joseph School. Sometimes a dream, sometimes a nightmare, depending <laughs> on the day. Uh, I grew up in Oak Park, Illinois, which yes. right next to River Forest. However, I don't think my family knew your family whatsoever. And <laughs> for fun, I like to go to breweries and hang out with my two-year-old niece.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: Eleanor, her niece is like the cutest thing ever. Yeah. She's so cute.
1: That's outstanding. So cool.
0: Videos of her make my day. Because Margaret and I will be having a bad day because kids are sometimes dumb and make silly decisions.
2: And And teachers are sometimes dumb and make silly decisions.
0: (laughs) Both those things are very real. And then Margaret will come up and show me a delightful Instagram video of a two-year-old. And everything gets better.
1: Very exciting.
0: It is. so. Today, we are going to talk about A Wrinkle in Time, which Margaret and I had the sincere honor of watching with several of our fifth graders a week ago today. Purposely um,
1: or unintentionally? Purposely.
2: Oh, yes. It's a fundraiser for our school. We have to do an event with our children.
1: Got this it. is
2: the event we chose.
1: I wasn't sure, because, I mean, <laughs> when I was teaching in Boston, there were times, like, specifically... When we went to see Mr. Peabody and Sherman, that we went to the movie theater and then unintentionally our students were also there. And then the next day at yes. school, they like came like running up and they're like, I heard your laugh throughout the movie theater. And it was like too much to handle. <laughs> okay. But this was intentional.
0: It was. Unfortunately, it was intentional.
1: Okay. But the movie you yourself, you deemed worthy of your time.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh wait, Eleanor. Before we jump into the movie, we...
1: yes, we do need to do our moment of the week, and as we determined, Annie, you are starting the moment of the week
0: every. Right. Shoot. Okay. So I kind of like. Oh, so I do know my favorite pop culture moment of the week. My wonderful father, whose birthday is today, he reads the Sunday's. Okay, the Sunday Style section of the New York Times for anything else on Sunday mornings and he has gotten me in that habit but I don't have money to buy the New York Times on Sunday so he saves them for me and hands me them so I've been catching up because I saw him this past weekend and there was a story about this dude who now lives in like the middle of nowhere Ohio but he used to be like a political pundit and he has completely gone off the grid and he's like News is too terrible today. Um, I'm going a complete cleanse. So he only goes to one coffee shop where they know his rule and they never mention anything. And I have to say that I'm a healthier person this week because of it.
1: There you go. So that's mine. Excellent work. I mean, and it's very fitting with the whole hashtag delete Facebook movement and whatnot. Um, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh alternatively, mine is a lot less healthy, but this week I've gotten really into themed beverages from chain restaurants. Um, so, I can explain. What? <laughs> themed beverages from chain restaurants. So, a year, over a year ago, my, I found out that my roommate had never tried a Shamrock Shake before, and to me that was, like, absurd. But L.A. is like the anti-St. Patrick's Day city. And we went to like many different McDonald's, but they didn't have them. And they like lied to us and said they'd have them, and they'd be like, oh, we just ran out. And so we made a pact that this year we would get a shamrock shake before St. Patrick's Day. Lo and behold, we were both out of town last weekend, and we forgot to. Even though we kept talking about it since like the day we hit March 1st. But then yesterday, she ended up calling a ton of local McDonald's. And we found one that still has shamrock shakes. So we went and we got shamrock shakes. And it was excellent. And then today, so I have a lot of co-workers who like are obsessed with Starbucks. And then Starbucks today had the start of its crystal ball frappuccino where it will like tell you your fortune and you'll either be granted magic, luck, or adventure. So I went and got one of those and I have adventure in my future. So I'm a big fan of these theme drinks right now.
0: You're so silly. Mhm.
1: Margaret, how about you? Oh, okay, pop culture reference
2: of the week also has to deal with Shamrock Shakes, but yes. it's kind of different. Um, I'm not told Ann this already, but I go to trivia with my friends, and the trivia oh, I, I went to because this. it was so close to St. Patrick's Day was St. Patrick's Day themed. Oh yeah. One of the questions was. What restaurant developed a character for their iconic St. Patrick's Day shakes? And it was like, his name was Uncle McGrimiskins. I was like, oh, what is that? Oh, it was McDonald's. <laughs> they have a grimace that's green, and he wears the shamrock, like, uh, vest. Very frightening, but it was also the most hilarious moment in terms of pop culture of my week.
0: Okay, that's amazing. Also, the Huntington household growing up, we definitely had plastic plates with the different McDonald's characters on them from like getting Happy Meals.
1: They're exciting things.
0: We were styling.
1: As we always are, obviously.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's get into a wrinkle in time. Margaret, would you so kindly give us a brief synopsis of the film?
2: the film has like a million parts to it some of which make <laughs> sense
0: but
3: okay
2: the basic gist is this there is a young girl and her dad is a scientist and he wants to learn more about the universe so when trying to learn about the universe he hits a wrinkle in time and gets zapped into like part of the universe that is no longer earth while he is in his travels he ends up in the terrible land called it young girl and her brother must then save the father with the help of like a random woman played by Oprah Winfrey, Reese Witherspoon, and Mindy Kaling. Yes. They saved the dad. That was excellent. They saved the dad who's ultimately not a very good father but that's neither
1: here nor there at this point. (laughs) He's just complicated. He's real.
0: No, okay, Margaret has, like, a lot of intense feelings about this, as in when we were walking in this morning, she's like, I've been thinking about it, it's a really terrible dad.
1: Is he worse than, worse than the father in the High School Musical trilogy, who routinely, in every single one, tells his son, like, the worst possible growing up advice? It's horrible. No. Okay, I he's... mean, we should play, like, a bad dad's, bad movie dad's trivia. Like, the ones who think they're doing good, and then are terrible.
0: Okay, so Chris Pine in A Wrinkle in Time.
1: Yeah, lay it on us, Margaret. What makes him so atrocious? Well, because ultimately he's not putting his children first.
2: Like, the fact that, one, he, like, chooses science over children... Which is fine. If you're a scientist, you want to be a scientist, then by all means, go for it. Okay,
1: I'm going to stop you right there because I strongly disagree. He, I don't think he intended to, like, get lost for a few years. It's the same equivalent of, like, being like, oh, I'm going to send one more email before I go have dinner with my wife and newly adopted son as, like, then getting stuck in the wrinkle in time.
0: But he makes a choice to walk through the wrinkle. He sees the wrinkle. He knows what Edie. is potentially behind this the wrinkles.
1: He and his wife have been working for tw- for years. I don't but fault chooses- him for this. I don't fault him for this. Okay, sorry, but continue. Well, I mean, I guess to a
2: degree, like, I do, though, because he still also, I think, puts science above being a dad. Because there's then even that part after he goes and gives that and he's, like, all upset, and the monster kind of rolls them. and he people don't see it. He seems to be very much in the workaholic, and then I guess the other reason, I mean, it's a challenge, because he didn't know his son, but in the same respect, he was between your children. I think it's also hard. I don't know. I didn't like him as a father character.
1: I do, I do like do him as, as a, a person, pers- like, as a specimen to watch, like, Chris Pine is incredible. Like, I didn't know I was
0: into facial hair
1: until this moment.
0: Tell us how you really feel about Chris Pine. No, I I mean, I would have to agree with Margaret here. I mean, he chooses his daughter so clearly over his son. He didn't know his son. Okay, but he's, like, pretty cool with leaving him for dead.
1: Because he was taken over by an evil spirit. Who knew if he was ever going to be able to come back?
0: He gives up way too easily. Like there's a thing. It was like, oh, this is terrible. Gotta go. Which kind of seemed like the first time. It's like, oh, look,
2: there's the like, there's the universe I can step right in. I gotta go. I don't think he necessarily <laughs> thinks of the consequences for before his actions before he acts, which I think is, like is not a good quality if you are indeed a parent. Agreed.
0: I would agree with that. I mean, being someone who is not a parent, but I would hope for that in a parent. You know. Um, okay, so, can we move on to the misses, the three of them? Because one of my favorite moments of watching this movie was truly Margaret leaning over to me. We were, like, sitting next to each other, and she's just like, why is Oprah so big? Oh, my gosh, And I think I still have that question.
1: Well, it wasn't, it was just the one scene that really bothered me when it was, like, Charles, I mean, Charles Wallace is horrible. Um, Mm The Charles Wallace, like, brushing her cheek, like, that was miserable.
2: Yeah, that was kind of off. The, the, also, the part when, like, Reese Witherspoon transformed, like, to so they could fly. Why does she look like a piece of lettuce? That also, it's like, <laughs> you could have transformed into, like, a bird, a dragon. I don't care, flying carpet, but it was, like, flying lettuce. <laughs> that to be an odd choice and not really fit.
1: Yeah, I yes. mean, also they made weird comments about her, like, being naked and doing it in front of the kids, which I was like, what is happening? Also, okay.
0: Right. And, like, none of that is in the book. Like, in the book, they she does, like, transform into, like, an interesting character, but it's not that. It do- it's not described as, like, a giant leaf.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, also the book is pretty atrocious. I had not read the book since I was a kid, and I read it, like, about a week or so before the movie, and then I hated the book. It doesn't make any sense. It's dumb. I mean, I appreciate Ava. I think Ava did a better job with it. It's bad source material. Okay, but I would agree. Oprah Winfrey's face is horrific um Charles Wallace, tell me your thoughts. I have many. He is the worst human being. He's so annoying. Nah,
2: he was annoying. Thoughts? I guess since I deal with children every day, or sometimes children I find <laughs> more annoying than that. So it's like, I think one of those things where it's like, I could see where a lot of people would find him like super annoying. I think one thing that I was confused about, too, is, like, I think it was more clear in the book that, like, he had a stronger connection with um, his sister, which I don't know that was necessarily, like, clear when I saw that in the movie, because they're supposed to have that, like, telepathic kind of connection. But Mm -hmm. in any event, I I think I have a bigger tolerance for, like, kids that are annoying, because, I mean, I'm a teacher. I deal with kids that are annoying all the time.
0: Right. Like, does Charles Wallace have anything on Hugh? I would say no. No,
2: I'd rather hang out with Charles Wallace than Hugh.
0: Same. Undoubtedly. He'll ask fewer questions, really. So, the dream. Yeah. I. So, Charles Wallace, for me, I liked him much better in the book than in the movie, that's for sure. I don't know. I didn't find him that annoying. He was fine. You know who, like, kind of annoyed me a little bit? Because he was, like – I don't know if you guys felt this way, but I felt the kid who played Calvin was, like, consistently speaking in a somewhat sultry voice. And I was, like, I don't really understand what's going on. You are a 12-year-old boy. Did you feel that? Oh, it was told, no. so supposed to be called, like, Teen angst so when they're not teens yet. <laughs> it's like, oh. Like – Look at it. it's supposed to be
2: kind of romantic, but it's creepy because they're young. Let's just keep going.
0: Right? It was, like, it was slightly uncomfortable. And, like, the whole time it was, like, why are you talking like that? No 13-year-old boy would talk to a girl like that.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, the actor that played him clearly isn't 13, so I assume that's probably why. I don't know. Right. It's kind of an odd direction to go in. It was, like, the two awkward times i'm trying to think who i was sitting next to during the movie oh it was morgan so morgan is a fifth grade <laughs> student we have which like morgan's like why does he keep talking about her hair she said she didn't like it and she didn't get it so i thought that was kind of hilarious and i'm trying Amazing. to think when they interact and she's like oh this is awkward i'm like oh my god you're a 10 and you understand
0: it see this is perfect <laughs> So, maybe, I mean, and here's the thing. I think that what people forgot about this movie and, like, what we can forget about and talking about it is it is a movie for children. So, like, maybe if Morgan could pick up, like, if it was so awkward and so, like, weird that she could pick up on it, like, maybe it served its purpose.
2: Yeah. Um, I guess that would be... I don't know it's still aspects of it reminded me of when I was a teen and I'm like oh look at the teen angst moment it's like <laughs> the most ridiculous movies like that I watched growing up and it was like oh well is this supposed to be in this book I don't know I guess that's where I was like I don't know I'm like is this supposed to be part of the story I didn't remember this like being part of the story like that but I guess that's fine
0: right no agreed I mean so it uh- Actually, I was listening to this book as I swam for, like, the last p- couple weeks, and there was, like, an afterword um, that was read by, like, Madeline Lingle's granddaughter. And I didn't know this, but, like, there's a series. Like, she wrote a bunch of books with yeah. these same characters. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but, I had no idea. no, no. Mom definitely read one of them
1: aloud to us, like, on a car trip. So this is, again, where I'm going to be like, you definitely... Definitely have read that book because it was like the dumb one with the twins because that was something that I noticed immediately because when I was rereading Wrinkle in Time, it was the like, twins oh. weren't there. Exactly. Yeah, they just got rid of the twins, which is okay. That's fine. But wait, do they have more children? Yeah, Does there's they call- two kids. Between... Does he become an even worse
2: father and have more children? To
1: <laughs> yeah. Well. Oh my gosh. And okay rowan blanchard's in this movie and annie knows my rowan blanchard obsession and i think she's so talented yes. She definitely <laughs> communicates the angst of being like alone and like worried about like your image and that's why you're mean she does it so well even though she's obviously oh. not mean ever in real life because she's perfect
2: no i agree with you i thought i thought it was i thought that was good but yeah um I don't know. I've never read any of those other
1: books. I did not know there were multiple. They're horrible. Don't. It's just a horrible, horrible series. I'm happy I supported it with my money, but like, geez.
2: Well, in that sense, too. I guess I had read terrible reviews about it going in, so I kind of dreaded seeing it with my students because, like, oh no, I have to hang out with all these students after school. But in reality, I, like, it did enjoy it. I was, like, more pleasantly surprised than I think I initially thought I would be. So I actually, like, kind of liked it more than I thought I would have.
1: I would agree. I was dreading it by the time I went to go see it because the reviews were so awful. And it wasn't that bad. The review that I liked of it the most was the one that um, described it as, like, not for cynics or for adults. And it's true. Like, it's not a movie. It was never a movie intended to, like, cut across boundaries in that sense um or cut across age demographics um it's very much a children's movie and to the point that you were both making earlier about the idea of all of her angst and like feelings and who is she becoming i thought i thought that was a very valuable and it dealt with complicated feelings and if i were still in graduate school for film and television, I would definitely want to write a paper comparing um, Inside Out, which is another movie I don't particularly enjoy, the Pixar movie. Is that what it's called? The Emotions movie? Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh my gosh, I hate it. I'm like, I know I... I'm in the minority. No, I've never seen it. Ugh. But... Oh,
3: I... Hello! I'm back!
1: <laughs> but similarly, I think Inside Out and Wrinkle in Time, they they both lend credence to this idea that emotions change and people change and it takes time to understand that. Um,
2: I think that the idea though that like kids have more power than they think is also Mm. like an important theme in it that like you can actually change how things are and you can actually like fix that which is like something that I think you see in the main character. I think I'll say it's like all of our students really enjoyed it. It is something that does play to that age demographic. Because one kid had even seen it before he came. This was his second time seeing it, and he was just—he enjoyed it just as much the second time as he did the first. Like it is met very much developed for them. Mm-hmm. Right. I
3: would agree, and it was so funny She she, like the day that we were going during the school day. We were like, oh, my gosh, James, you're going to see this a second time. And he was like, don't worry. This is a good movie to see more than once. And it was, like, kind of adorable. That's so um, cute. So, again, I think that, like, it's a kid's movie. I really liked the message of, like, accepting yourself and, like, self-acceptance. I don't know if you guys talked about that while well, I made a breeze detour in the Kentucky Mountains. Um, but, like, I really liked that in the end her power comes from, like, love and acceptance of who she is and that's
1: kind of what changes the whole narrative oh the the gifts her gifts are her faults
3: yeah
1: what The the fact that her gifts are her faults like the ones from mrs what's it right yeah okay this is a real question which was your favorite of the three misses?
2: Oh, Minnie Minnie Kaling. Is she Mrs.
1: Who's It? Or is it just Mrs. But also like I was kind of disappointed. She seemed almost like overwhelmed if that makes any sense. Like she wasn't necessarily as charismatic a screen presence as I expected. I don't
3: know. She definitely wasn't Oh sorry, go
2: ahead. No, I, I don't know. I liked the stuff she brought in. Like, I thought it was good. And I thought it was kind of just different. Like, cause Reese Witherspoon very much reminded me of like legally blonde. It's like who I thought she was in that character. And that's what it was like watching. And not that that's bad, but that's who she was to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, that was how her character was framed, but it was, it was as if Mindy was not trying to do like a certain level of gravitas, just kind of distanced herself so much. Um, the one of and I liked how they combined older lines, um, older philosophers and more contemporary artists. I did love tomorrow there'll be more of us. Men, uh Miranda American. Like that was really great and obviously I really enjoyed that. Um, but no, I I don't know why I expected more from her. And granted, like feature films and these type roles are very new to her. Ooh, yeah.
3: I would say that, like, Mindy definitely wasn't as, like, dynamic as I wish she would have been, but still, she was my favorite missus. I thought she was so funny, and Margaret and I were, like, dying of laughter. I think I particularly laughed loud when it was, like, "Yay!" Oh, it yeah.
1: Was- <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's true. That was a good moment. But like, uh-
3: that was so funny, and she delivered it so well.
1: But part of it is, like, that's her character that I assumed from the Mindy Project, and also, realistically, her character from The Office, so it's, like, what we know her well as, and it's even, um, I don't know if either of you've seen an episode of Champions, so her new show that she, granted, just has a supporting role in, or a recurring role, but she very much plays that. That is her character, that's her shtick, um, which is fine, but like, these type of big budget roles might not be something for her.
2: That's a character that I think is very structured, though, that maybe doesn't necessarily allow for that aspect of her personality to shine through. So I wouldn't say that it was impossible. I think I would like to see her maybe in a different venue versus that. To see what she... I agree. I agree
1: with
3: that. Because in this role, she could only use other people only speaking quotes,
2: you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to do that for a day with the students. I'm oh going to answer everything they say with just a quote. That's going to be <laughs> it. That would be really awesome, yeah. actually.
3: Throughout the day, you can just be like, or you comes up and asks a question, or you he like, always asks questions. Like It's ridiculous how many questions live inside a child, but you can just be like, give me liberty or give me death, and then walk away.
2: Yeah. I just going to say nothing but quotes. I wonder how that'll work.
3: They're gonna be so confused, and it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Mm. It would be really tough. But anyway. Well,
2: um, instead of saying that, not only do I love her character, I'm going to embody it and try it in real life and see what
1: happens. I really also want you to try the visual appeal, too. Like, the whole aesthetic. The costuming was so so funny. So funny. Yeah. That
3: needs to happen now. I'll be like, I don't even know. I want to be Oprah Winfrey's character. Like, if we're going to take a day in the fifth grade to see all of the misses, who's going to be Zach
2: Allen Manakic? Wait, you want to be Oprah Winfrey?
1: Why? Because you'll be so big? <laughs> so I can tower over the students. Oprah had the best makeup. Like, I. Okay. My goal, like, the second I saw this movie was I only want to wear glitter lipstick from now on. That was my takeaway.
3: I would 100% agree that that was one thing I, like, walked away with. I was like,
1: glitter lip gloss, who new. Yeah, and I haven't bought any yet, which is surprising. Um, but maybe I will shortly. I have a, one of our previous podcast guests, Zovi, is a beauty expert, and I should really ask her. Oh, yeah.
2: Goodness. So, Anne, on Monday, are you going to get, like, a big yellow wig to wear? I'll buy you some glitter lipstick. You can be Oprah. to Just start the day on Monday. Holy week! Start it with those.
3: <laughs> I would love that. I get so much wisdom. I feel like that was like the purpose of her character, wasn't it? Was to be like, and I love you. And that's it. Which is actually true to the book. Because her character is the one who's like,
2: I'm,
3: you are love."
2: I mean, she by far seems the, like the strongest Mrs., or the leader of them at least. She is like
1: you right. know the most. Well, and it was also yeah. It was also cute. I was reading about um from Ava DuVernay about how she went about casting Oprah, and she and Oprah have a very close relationship. Um, because Oprah was an executive producer on uh, Salma, Ava's film, and then uh, the Ava's television show Queen Sugar. Um, and it's interesting because both are very. Interested in promoting women in front of and behind the camera in comp- and in complicated narratives, and I guess how she brought it up because she wrote the or she envisioned Oprah always in that role, but she didn't quite know how to ask her. And then when Oprah had heard like, "Oh, you're in a film in New Zealand," like, "I'd love to come visit you. I love South Island," and Ava took that as like her chance to be like, "Hey, like, would you be in this?" Um, and I was like, "That's cool. Like, that's really cool."
3: Yeah, I'm mean, into so that. Mm-hmm.
2: I think yeah. that she was well, cast. I mean, yeah, she... no, I I thought she did a good job for that. Yeah, like because she is that persona. Like I thought it felt well fit well with what how she's actually like received by the public.
1: Mhm. A level of gravity right. to us. But
3: also, she was just too big.
1: She was. And so not big. in like a mean way. She was so big. I just to me it was. Why do they need to fly and like touch her cheek? Like I did not understand. But I'm also not a child, and maybe I'm cynical.
3: Right, I don't know. exactly. Maybe cynical. Okay, so um, to kind of start wrapping up, is this a movie that kids should see today, and why or why not?
1: I would say yes, in large part just for the representation in it um because there's so few movies featuring i wouldn't just say like a black young female character but like a bi like a intentionally biracial female main character um they do make a big deal out of that i think and that's pretty infrequent um and i think and again to this interview i was reading with ava duvernay she was like i would have loved for a boy in middle school to just been like i like your hair because she was like that was such a short source of like shame and pain for me for so long um i think that those type of stories are important will i watch this movie again probably not
2: Fair. Uh, um i think
3: they
1: should go see
2: it i one the overall like story was like i think a female lead that has to accept herself. And it's like being in a school situation where you are bullied, and life is hard. It's like, all kids can relate to that to a degree, regardless of which side they're on, which I think is important. But like that, like boy or girl, like just like the action and theme of it, is it something like that will keep them entertained that they like? And like overall from it, I mean, knowing that as a kid, life is hard. And that even with your faults, you can still do good things. That's important. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. I would agree with that. I definitely think this is a movie kids can see. And I think that, like, I definitely left the movie theater happier than when I came in. But to see how our students reacted to it, like, they loved it. Um, and there was, what was kind of refreshing, because I think that sometimes adults put things like, onto kids' movies, like, their main character being biracial, and then her being a girl, which are all awesome things, but, like, they didn't mention it, and that was almost cooler. They were just like, yeah, that was a great movie, and then I have to say, with, like, a strong female character, you know? It was just, like, it was a great movie. Um, So I kind of hope that's the way things go, because obviously they responded well to it, but, I mean, Hollywood, man.
1: Well, and I don't think the poor box office return is hurting um, Ava DuVernay in the long run, because there was such concern about that, the fact that if it didn't do well, would another black woman or woman be given such a big budget movie? She just struck a deal with DC to do some type of superhero universe, which is like, I'm, I'm done with superheroes, personally, but I know that's a minority opinion based on the box office. Right. Well, okay. Well, this has been a great discussion. Strap wrap up, Margaret, we always
2: say where in the world we would want to go right now. So, All right. like, perfect zero-cost travel destination. So, zero-cost travel destination right now. Yeah. Uh, You know what? I'm still going to pick something simple. I would go Lake House in Michigan. My family has a Lake House in St. Joseph, Michigan. I want to go there. I want to go to a nice dinner at my favorite restaurant called Tozies. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to my house where there are no people. There's like not a lot of internet. Just chill out. Hang out with my family and friends. And go to the beach. That would be the dream.
1: Of course, it would have to be summer. It's so like it would have
2: to be a lot warmer. But that's
1: what I want. <laughs> Ooh, I like it. Yeah, Michigan right now, this time of year doesn't seem great, even though I want both of you to know that, like, all day in L.A. today, it has rained, and it's, like, gray outside, so it's pretty crazy, um, which I think is part of the reason why I want to go to Tasmania. Um, it's a state in Australia. It's one of the few that I didn't get a chance to go to. And I don't really know why I want to go right now, but I have a strong desire to go to Tasmania. Uh,
2: my friend lives there right now. What she works on, she works on a pig farm.
1: That's is she woofing? I don't know. All I know is that she works on a pig farm. I don't know how she does it, but she loves it. That's outstanding. I love that.
3: <laughs> That's the best. I think it's actually right now it would be nashville we're like an hour outside of it my mom and i and i'm just so excited i'm excited to see it and yeah to be with my mom yay we're gonna have a great time so
1: nashville
2: awesome. it's, so, it's so much fun yeah i'm excited
3: Woo!
1: wonderful okay well, Margaret, thank you so much for joining us to talk about A Wrinkle in Time. Um, I there was also, There's so much to talk about with this movie, and I think to talk about it with Two Educators is really valuable. Um, but um, for our listeners, you can find us on the Twitter, which we're getting better at, the Instagram, at least for the time being, before everyone hashtag the leads it, and then... Uh, Instagram. I think Annie's still on the Instagram, correct?
3: I'm on the Instagram, like, kind of. Oh, be okay, better. better.
1: Be better. Okay. And on that note, Margaret, thank you. Any last words? Thank you. Uh,
2: Should they I read don't... the book first? Uh, Should they no. read the book first? I don't no, think they're going gonna... to. It, it, it was confusing. I think they can just see the movie. They'll be fine. Yeah, just see the movie. <laughs> Right. I usually don't say that about books and movies, but this one I'm gonna go out and live and be like, just see the movie, it's good.
1: Yeah, no, I would agree, for sure.
3: Yeah,
1: the book is a little bit confusing, so I would agree with this. Alright. okay. Right. Hey. Okay, thank you. Alright, thanks.